there, and good evening, and welcome to Your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. I am Rebecca, and I am joined by my co-host, Stephanie Gerard, this evening. How are you, Stephanie? Hi, Rebecca. I'm doing good up here. Um, this has been Iditarod Weekend. Woohoo! Isn't that funny? I think it's funny because I, it's 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 bizarre because like in grade school and stuff, it's like oh the Iditarod race, blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, oh how weird. Who would do that? And so now I live here, and people do this for real. And so, and what is it exactly? <laughs> well, and, and it's comical to me. So we have, and it's okay. Here we go. We have dog sled teams. So we have actual mushers, and there's women mushers this year, and and some are rookies, so this is their first race. And there was a couple of guys, and so there's a a total of 20 mushers. And so they have their sled, and they stand on the back, just like you see in the pictures, and the team's a dog. So it's eight to ten dogs, and they do this dog sled race that starts you know, they, they used to have, like, the game day parade um, out of downtown Anchorage. So right here, you know, they would do the show part of it, like, woohoo! here's the sleds, here's the dogs. You can meet the mushers. And what's really cool is um, where I live, there's less than three miles. Less than three miles from here is one of the locations that the dogs and the mushers go, and they practice, and they run the track. It's really interesting. So anyhow, um so this race began, and so it's X number of miles. And typically they do this from downtown Anchorage all the way up to Nome. So Nome, Alaska is west, way out on the coast. And you can see Russia from Nome <laughs> right across the water. <laughs> but I had to throw that in. I mean, it, gets, it just never gets old. But um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I can see Alaska. Well, I can see Russia too when I'm out where Sarah lives, which is not far from here. She's out in Nepal. <laughs> so um, it's funny, but um, but this year they changed the route because of. Oh, I wonder if we lost you, Stephanie. Okay, so we may have lost Stephanie because she's in Alaska, and occasionally the calls drop. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm just going to say hey to Garrett. Hi, Garrett, and Garrett's the one who is. Uh, Screening the call, so if you uh, get in the call queue to ask a question, uh, Garrett's the person who is uh, screening your calls for us this evening. So, Garrett, just want to say hello uh, until we get Stephanie back. <laughs> and I think we got How her back. Here we are. Oh, good. Yay. Hi. Hello again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, usually round two, we stay connected. Um, so what I was saying was, <laughs> yeah, I better not say that. Um, so... <laughs> The destination is typically Nome, but Nome is a what we call a village, and it's it's mainly um, the Native Alaskans that live there. And so, because of COVID, no one can go into any of the Native villages. And oh, okay. um, if a person lives in the village, if they leave, they are not allowed back in because of COVID. So, so because of that. Um, they created a different race trail. So they're racing out to a point and then they turn around and come back. And so the destination of where they come back is just right on the north side of um, Wasilla. It's called Willow. And <laughs> Willow, Alaska is also the epicenter of several of the earthquakes we get here in town. So anyway, um, but 
there's a beautiful place that I like to go to that's out in that neck of the woods, really peaceful, of course, lots of water, lots of trees. And there are dog sled teams out there that race. And so I have gone out there, it doesn't matter what time of year, and those dogs are practicing and running. And, you know, they're all tied up in their team. And um, and the, the people that train these dogs, a lot of times they're, they're on like this riding lawnmower thing and their dogs are running ahead <laughs> of them. And it's really something. And they call out their uh, commands to the dogs in German, like the canine dogs. So yes, yes. these dogs. And so anyway, um, so it's really a big deal. Now, I've never attended, but I understand that. So this year, because of COVID, they did not do their traditional parade run, like I said, out of Anchorage. Um, Normally, there's a little, well, I shouldn't say little, um, there's like an 11-mile path that they will do through Anchorage. And what's interesting is before I moved here, uh, one year there was not enough snow in downtown Anchorage because the dogs, you know, they do best in running in a lot of snow. So they actually trekked in snow from, you know, probably from the mountains locally here. And um, they had to build up the snow pile so that the dogs could run. Interesting, huh? So it's just it's yeah. interesting. It's unique. It's like so outside of my frame of reference. I think it's more intriguing than anything. So um, so that's been the excitement for the weekend here. So the town's been occupied. And, and when the month of March rolls around here, because it's Iditarod month, um, this month is referred to as Fur Rondi. You know, the, the long version is Fur Rendezvous, but dog fur, you know. So there's all kinds of events. There's a little <laughs> carnival. There's a carnival downtown. They have the ice sculptures, which is fun to go see at night. I mean, these are big carved structures. It's not hard to keep wow. them cold, right? But they do the up yeah. lights with various <laughs> colored lights. And and then the Uluru knife was uh, made here in Alaska. And so the actual factory for that is downtown Anchorage. So it's like, it's really intriguing. You know, the stuff that I had read yeah. about growing up, it's like, here I am and here it is. And I've never been on a dog sled. I don't know if I'd want to, but <laughs> I was going to um, ask you if you want to try being a musher. <laughs> oh, I'll pass. That would be really cold. <laughs> That's a little too cold for yeah. my comfort. From here in Alaska. How about you, Rebecca? How was your week? Uh, my week was really good. It was really good. Um, so um, I have a really wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend that I absolutely adore. And um, my friend uh, likes to handle things very efficiently and was having a problem with people. Uh, well, so this person has um, turned part of their home into an Airbnb. And it's great because it's like a whole end suite. So it's got a full bath and they turn the bath, mm. the bedroom into this really lovely space. And it's got its own refrigerator and microwave and like this people who come use the space can be completely self-contained in there. And so, um, my friend had a lovely couch and this huge TV right in the front room. Like you walk in, there's a fireplace there and, and an eat-in kitchen and everything. It's nice and open. And so people who are coming to use the Airbnb thought this was like a common area. And so instead of like putting a sign up or anything to say, please don't sit here. This isn't part of the Airbnb. Uh, my friend just got rid of the sofa and the TV and gave me the TV. What? 
Oh, and it's huge. It's huge. Like, okay, so now you've been in my place, Stephanie. You know that I have this oh, huge yeah. living room. And, well, uh-huh. it's huge for me. <laughs> but I have this I have it one wall. It it's is. cathedral ceilings, and it's got this one wall. And we had a TV on there, and I thought that TV was really plenty big. But, no, now I have this really big TV up on the wall there, and it actually looks great. But I was like, you know, I don't really need a new TV, but I'm so, so grateful that I have it now. And I'll tell you, my teenage kid was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, it's got four inputs. Because, you know, my kid likes to play Nintendo. So we always have to change the input every time, you know, my kid wants to play. We have to go to the back of the TV and change the input because we have so many things coming into and out of it. There's only two inputs, right? So now we have four. So Mom doesn't have to change the input. And we have the Google Shield. And so hmm. that's a, a platform that you can hook all this stuff up to, and it kind of, I don't know exactly what it is. But anyway, we have one of those. And so now we can say, <laughs> hey, Google, turn on the Shield, and it turns on the TV. Uh-oh, I think I just turned it on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it hurts me. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's turning my TV on right now. <laughs> Anyway, oh. so it does that, and I can tell it to turn on Netflix, and it'll turn on Netflix. I mean, it's, it's hilarious to me, but it's really fun, and it's cool. And so anyway, I'm very grateful to my friend for this really amazing now TV. And, you know, so you guys know I'm not into material stuff, but I enjoy the heck out of it. <laughs> so, oh, that's anyway. cool. That's so isn't cool. that cool? So, so that was part of my week. Yeah. And then I had a really, really great lesson about abundance and money Hmm. and this happened when I was talking to a friend because you know um, so (laughs) Stephanie I know you understand this so (laughs) for people who do the kind of work that Stephanie and I do you know sometimes we'll just be having a conversation with somebody and we'll channel information and it's like Mm -hmm. it just comes out of us and it's like okay wait what did I just say or oh that was important I need to remember that and so I was having mm-hmm. a conversation with a dear friend of mine who has, has been dealing with issues around lack as it relates to money. And mm. so she, she gets into fear, which a lot of us have issues with money. And it's not, it's not, that, we, um, it's not that we don't like money. We, we love money, but we don't actually think about it as a, a frequency or a vibration that we actually have a relationship with which is a different way to look at it. Mm-hmm. But it is another energy that we have a relationship with. And so she's had issues in her life. She's had uh, situations come up in her life where there's been a lot of lack. And so she becomes very fearful around money and around not having enough. And I understand that because I certainly have been there. Thank you. I'm not there now. I've done a lot of work on it. But she is there right now. Mm-hmm. And so what mm-hmm. came up was, you know, because she talks about being joyful in other areas of her life, and she's showing up to do her work in the world, and it's absolutely beautiful. She's creating opportunities for others, and she can talk about that and just be in joy with these experiences that she's having. And so as I was talking to her, and we were, we were addressing this issue where she's had this belief about lack, uh, what came through was, you can experience the same level of joy in your relationship with money that you can feel that joyful about money and the experience of having it and the experience of getting to use it in the world. 
And then what if we considered for a moment, because that money is a vibrational frequency, just like everything in the world and in the universe, really. So what if we look at the money as also feeling joyful as it comes into our lives and can serve us and go back out? And so it mm-hmm. was a really interesting shift to think about money potentially being this vibrational energy that has its own experience. Because, yes, we know that the money doesn't have thought like we do, but we do know that it has its own vibration and its own energy. And there is, because it is made up of everything that everything is made up of, it also participates in this dance that we call life. The other Mm -hmm. thing that's really interesting is that every single thing on the planet, whether inanimate or animated or whatever it is, at some level came from organic matter. So everything that exists on the planet has some component of it that was at one time alive. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, it kind of changes your perspective of things. So it was a very huge aha moment for both of us when this information was channeled about wow, we can have a joyful experience of money and that maybe the money feels just as joyful being available for us to use it as we are when we have an abundance of it and we actually feel joyful living in abundance. And so that was, uh, that was kind of a, a big piece for my week, actually. Uh, so anyway, I, what do you think about that? <laughs> Well, I think it's seriously cool. And, you know, it's interesting to um, to tag on to that. Um, I have shared before about my Harry Potter healer. He lives in New Zealand, and he's very transparent with what he does, how he does it, everything else. He also uses a pendulum and charts like I do. And so one of the things, and I, I learned this years ago, um, in a in a different situation when I lived in Sacramento, um, is that money, so all things creative live inside of our second, the second chakra, which is called the sacral chakra. And so that's where, of course, with women, you know, new life and um, men as well. But anyway, the flow that what's included in there is the energy of money and the flow of money. And so in working with Chris on other topics, what he has always done with me and for me, and I help others with this as well. And I love the concept of the relationship because, yes, is that, you know, when we are in a place where things are not moving, um, it's also a call to action, like you say, Rebecca, but to do the work. And sometimes we think we've done the work and there's a way to go deeper, you know, and so in doing research, things like that. But opening up, the flow. And I think, too, just in practical everyday living, I think in doing the work that we do, Rebecca, it's like we also have learned to develop a higher level of trust of knowing that the, the flow, the tide comes in, the tide goes out, just like the ocean. And so it, it helps us and calls us especially to trust that flow. And it's neat with your friend because um, – I love that in the processing, the bells rang for her. 
you know, being in that flow of the energy of joy and realizing that it's up to us. You know, we have the um, we have the option, we have the wherewithal to decide to decide, okay, my mind is stuck in this place over here. I'm rabbit holing way too much. And I did that very recently, by the way. I got into rabbit hole and it's like, okay, it's time for me to ask myself, you know, to do my work on myself. What else is positive? And that's, a, you know, something I learned several years ago. But I stopped and asked myself, okay, what else is pos- possible here? What else can be created? So I think it's neat that to you have witnessed the process with your friend coming back around and, you know, to have the lights go up and to connect with that because there is joy with abundance. There's joy with money. And it's not that we're, you know, we make these huge choices of grandeur of living in, you know, this strange material world, but knowing that we are okay and that we can trust that process. I think that's beautiful, Rebecca. That's amazing. That's huge. Huge connection. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought, thank you. Yeah, I just was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And, you know, I mean, I have definitely shifted my own relationship with money and abundance, and I'm really grateful. And, um, and it, it is a more joyful experience to not be worried about it. And, yeah. You know, and and part of that comes from um, you know following the teachings of uh, the teachings of my uh, spiritual teacher, my guru Ama. Because at one uh-huh. point somebody asked her about a car, and <laughs> I'll never forget this. You know, Ama's response was, "God doesn't care if you drive a Honda or Mercedes. Drive what makes you happy." <laughs> oh. And I thought, well, that's cool. Okay, you know, I could, I could get with that. It isn't about, you know, it, it's not about what my limited thinking is. It's, it's what brings you joy. God, I do believe that. I know you know mm-hmm. that I believe that God wants us to live in joy. So mm-hmm. there's another opportunity Absolutely. for that, which is amazing. So anyway. Oh, super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Other than that, you know, actually, it was a great week, and it's, I'm just feeling really peaceful. And um, so that was kind of my gratitude for the week uh, from the past. Um, do you have an intention that you want to set or something you're focusing on for the coming week? Yes, for the coming week, my intention is to seek peace with all that I do because I went through a cycle, and for those who know me, I, I feel like I got churned up a little bit from this most recent Mercury retrograde. But it was good because what it really did was help me to get unstuck. It's like the universe, like, you know, dumped, took that box and dumped it out and said, okay, you know, here's some areas of that you need to work on here. Go find your freedom and go. So my intention <laughs> is for peace, to to seek the peace, in what may be happening at the moment, regardless of my perception of what I think is happening, to find the peace, because ultimately that is what happened. Where you know that's where my recent journey took me, and so that's my intention for the week is to really embrace that and enforce it as um, a major piece of my foundation, because having peace also helps me to help people better. So I'm, that's my intention for the week. What's your intention? 
Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Um, yeah, I'm like, okay, here's confessions of Rebecca. So, oh, okay. Okay. So one of the things, so I, I do pretty well with peace most of the time. It's been a journey, <laughs> but I, mm-hmm. I do yeah. a pretty good job these days of kind of coming back to that. And I'm really grateful and I, I appreciate my ability to do that. And I'm grateful for the years of practice um, of learning how to do that. Uh, but uh, I am one of those people who, uh, okay, let me put this the right way. <laughs> I'm not always the most patient driver. And I'm pretty good most of the time. <laughs> I'm pretty good I know most this. of the time. Yeah, yes, you, you've been with me in the car. And, and oh, mostly, yeah. so folks, so folks, mostly I get angry at the traffic signals when the sensors don't work. Because, okay, seriously, I'll be driving. I will be driving to meet my friend to walk at 5 in the morning. And I will sit at a light. And it will cycle through as I'm thinking, okay, five, four, three, two, one, zero. It's going to turn now. No. Some of these things cycle back and it does another walk sign and it drives me up the wall. It's like, why? I need to go. Why is this making me sit through another light? So I get impatient with this. Or, you know, there there are a couple of stoplights, you know, on the route to meet my friend that are just ridiculously long and so yes of course we're really talking about maybe a full minute (laughs) you know but I don't always have patience for this and it's like it's just it's like inefficiency has been a pet peeve of mine I was a dispatcher for 12 years we're talking you have to be an efficiency expert to dispatch for police and fire okay that's the bottom line you learn to be an efficiency expert. You do things because it's the quickest way to get it done and the best way to get it done so you can get your emergency resources wherever they go. So the thing is, I don't have an emergency, but I'm still impatient with inefficiency. <laughs> so my, my intention for the week is, is to be more patient with the traffic light. And potentially other drivers, because <laughs> every once in a while, I'll be behind somebody who's going five or ten miles lower than the speed limit, and it's a two-lane road, and I can't go around, and it's like, okay, I know God's trying to teach me patience. So I figure, since I know God is trying to teach me patience, I'm going to set it as an intention to show up in the lesson of patience and just allow. <laughs> So may I my may intention. I comment, please? I must yes, comment. <laughs> and it's funny to me. So I have I have been with Rebecca as the passenger, and <laughs> things come up, and I'm like do 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 do, not paying attention, and we get to the stoplight, and now see, now here comes the news report. Uh, well, fire number, whatever, whatever, would have done black. And, and she goes into this, and I'm like, what? What happened? Oh, the light's red. Oh, okay. And she's going on about this spiel. And now by the time the light turns green, this is funny, I have to say it. It's like she's Cruella DeVille because she's gripping both sides of the top of the steering wheel and now her neck is going forward. It's like, oh, my, 
God. <laughs> Surrounded with love and violet flame and I'm doing my thing. And then you relax again. And then it's like, okay. So after after the light turns green, you're fine. But it's like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so it's interesting. Your words. It's interesting. So yes, I, I use have, that a lot. I have been a witness, and it's interesting. <laughs> there we go. Well, and, and so, okay, so I'm going to tell you the spiel, and then, and then we'll get to the meditation because, you know, I'm going to need it. <laughs> so, so the thing is, there's a stoplight at the end of my street, and it's a, this is a very, it's, it's for the neighborhood that I'm in, this is a heavily traveled intersection. And the way that I find that, you know, I've called the city, like, I don't know how many times I've called them and said, look, this doesn't work. You know, we're talking, there's no traffic on the other side, none. And, and we're still mm-hmm. sitting here. And this isn't me. It's like now there's a line of cars behind me and we're all waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting and the light cycles through and then it turns back to walk and we have to sit through another one. And it's not efficient. This isn't good for the environment. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons why this is silly. It's like it, there's a sensor for a reason. The sensor is supposed to be triggered so that it keeps the traffic flow going. Well, then finally they come back and they say, well, actually, the reason it's set up that way <laughs> is because they have all of the lights on the perpendicular street set up to be moving together so that all of those, oh. like their whole thing is we want that traffic to go. We don't care if you have to sit there. The other traffic has to go. We don't want them to get stuck. So they're all, they're all green at the same time. They're all red at the same time. And so mm. you're stuck where you are. But I'm like, okay, but it's five in the morning, and there are like three cars on the whole street. <laughs> Does it make sense to do it this way? So anyway, when Stephanie was here, which was a while ago, I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better since then, I, but mm-hmm. I'm still having room for improvement. Um, when Stephanie was here, I had called the city and complained so many times, and there had been absolutely no response. And at that point, I had not received the explanation that they have all of the other ones synchronized. <laughs> so anyway, you know, wow. yes, life is comical. And, and I don't get as stressed out about it anymore. But I notice that I still, I don't grip the steering wheel, and I don't put my head forward anymore. <laughs> now I just kind of tap on the top of the steering wheel like, okay, take a breath. Take a breath. It's okay. You're not in a hurry. Good. No one's going to die. It's okay. This so, uh, but, but it's, you know, there's always room for growth. And, you know, it's interesting. I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, but you're not going through this because, you know, you're the teacher and blah, blah, blah. And I always say to them, look, we are always the teacher and always the student, no matter what. And we are mm-hmm. still having a human experience, which means we have an ego, and that ego, no matter how enlightened we are, well, no, I can't say that. There are people who have actually been completely enlightened and their egos don't get triggered. But for the rest of us, our egos still get <laughs> triggered. And so the thing is, we can laugh about this. Stephanie and I can laugh about this because we've, we've done the work, and, and, and it is kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. I still have an ego. Oh, okay, I can laugh at myself. But anyway, so, <laughs> so that's my question. And I'll, I'll give you a report. I'll let you know next week how I do. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's thank comical, you. Yes, I'm, it's trying. Cool. I'm trying to mm-hmm. improve. Really, I am. I am trying to improve myself. So one, 
one day and sometimes <laughs> one moment at a time. And actually, I guess one red oh, light yeah. at a time. <laughs> so, okay. So before we get too far more into the show here, we're, we're going to do our quick meditation. Stephanie's going to lead a, a healing meditation. Um, I just want to uh, let you all know that if you're interested in scheduling a private session with either one of us, uh, Stephanie has a brand new uh, website. It's, well, actually, I guess it's a, it's a, the, the, the website is most of the same information, but the domain name is journeywithstephanie.com. It's a new one for her, journeywithstephanie.com, which I absolutely love that. So if you want to set up a private session with her or you want to get some more information about the work that she does, um, just reach out to her, journeywithstephanie.com. Uh, and there's also a link uh, for it's, it's in where the show link is. Uh, and then if you would like to schedule a private session with me, uh, my website is RebeccaFisk.com. And then also uh, Stephanie and I are also now doing joint readings. So if you would like to have a session with both of us, uh, we do that now as well. And we also do groups. And, and again, you know, just reach out and let us know uh, if you have uh, something in mind or if you have a question about something. Uh, okay. I think that that's, uh, I think we're good for the meditation, unless you have something else to add, Stephanie, before we, before we get to that. Um, this is more so of a preview announcement. Probably next week I will be announcing it. Um, I have mentioned before that I have a very small healing group online, and this morning we, um, we enjoyed a really interesting experience, and I'm going to observe this and see what the changes are that happens. And um, I do a lot of healing work, and we did a really neat thing. Um, What we did was we strengthened our frequencies, we connected with God, with Creator, and we sat with Creator, and we asked for stem cells. So energetically, we allowed ourselves to receive a download of stem cells to go to whatever part of our body that our bodies may need this extra support. So I will be observing, taking notes, and so forth. So sometime in the future, you know, not necessarily next week, I guess, but sometime in the future that will become one of the radio specials. So just a preview, like I said, uh, next week we're going to do something different, but yet again another specialized healing. And so, you know, as time moves on, that will be part of radio specials. And I know Rebecca will have her own radio specials too. So anyway, I just wanted to, you know, heads up, ears up. Um, I think it will be a really great thing. It will be fun. And that, that would be a very fun group thing to do as well, you know, with Rebecca too. So anyway, I'm just putting that out there. Just something to listen for in the future. So I think that's everything. And okay, and wonderful. And that sounds awesome too, by the way. So yes, we'll we'll be looking forward to the yeah. healing. So Yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay, well with that being said, I think we can go ahead now and proceed with the meditation. And um this will be a little quick one, but it's very peaceful. So first of all, let's just get settled and calm where we're at and just quiet ourselves from within. And we're just going to take a deep breath in. We're just going to do one deep breath in and hold it and then release. 
And now what we're going to visualize um, in front of our heart chakra would be a bubble. And this bubble, it can be like the bubbles you blow. But we're going to bring this bubble. So this bubble, first of all, is full of white light as well as love. Love is pink. So we're just going to take this little ball, and if you need a better visual, it would be the size of about a tennis ball. And so we're going to bring that into our heart chakra. So let's do that right now. And just sit with this for a moment. Allow your body to relax. Allow your body to feel what this is. And really connect with that. Some people are very sensitive and can feel the sensations throughout the body. Some people are not connect with that, connected with that, and that's okay. Um, just know that it is happening. And so in our mind, what we're going to do is we're going to bring this bubble that's in our heart chakra, we're going to bring it up to our throat chakra. So bring this up and let it just gently set in the throat chakra. And what it's doing here is it's just gently helping to release any static, any congestion, any blocks that might be in the way that are preventing you from speaking your truth. And just let that sit for a moment. And then we're going to now bring it up higher. And we're going to bring this into what we call our third eye. So it's in between the eyebrows and just a little ways up. It's kind of like the center of our forehead. And with our third eye, it actually goes from the front of our head all the way to the back of our head. So go ahead. We're going to go ahead and take this bubble, this tennis ball, and we're going to move it from the front of our forehead, bring it through our head, all the way to the back of our head. And again, for those who are very sensitive, you'll probably feel this right out of the gate. If you're not, again, just trust and know that it is happening. And what this is doing, again, it's just simply cleansing gently and releasing and purging any congestion, any conflict, whatever may be there that stops you from, quote, unquote, seeing the truth, seeing the reality of life. So we're going to let that energy sit there for a second. All right. And now we're going to bring it up to the top of our head. So the very top of our head is what we call the crown chakra, by the way, if anyone is unfamiliar with the term chakra. So we're going to bring it up to the top of our head, to the big energy center there. And just allow yourself to feel that energy. Very warm. It's kind of buzzing. Really connect with that. And again, it's cleansing, clearing, any congestion, it's strengthening our connection to God. And we're sending that energy all the way up to the heavens, all the way up to God, up to Creator. And bring that back down again. And so now we're going to move this bubble back through our crown, back through the third eye, down to the throat chakra, down to the heart. 
And now we're going to bring it down to the solar plexus. And so this is the area of the tummy above the belly button. And this is also known as our GPS center. The term, listen to your gut, that is real. This is also known with some of the alternative medicine practices. Our stomach area is actually our first brain. And our brain and our head is our second brain. So we're going to have this tennis ball again gently release, dissolve, transmute any congestion that doesn't need to be there. And one thing with this tennis ball with the energy of love, as each of these energy centers are cleared, the energy of love is filling up in all of these spaces. Uh, When we remove something, we want to put something back in place. And love is a gift from God for the planet. And so that's why we're doing that. That feels pretty good. Okay. So now we're going to move this tennis ball to our sacral chakra, which is the area below the belly button. And this is also known as the reproductive area, of course. And so we're going to allow this tennis ball to do the same thing, just gently release, dissolve, transmute the congestion in there and bring in the energy of love. And then finally, we're going to bring this tennis ball down to our root chakra, our root energy center, which is our tailbone area. And this, if a person's going to have a problem or situation of any kind, it's generally felt here first. So let's gently roll the tennis ball around the tailbone and then just let it sit for a moment and marinate and then fill that space with love. That's a lot of energy. Okay. Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're going to bring this tennis ball back up, up from our root chakra, up through our sacral below the belly button, up to our solar plex above the belly button, back into our heart center. And now before we release this, we're going to thank God, thank Creator for this healing, for this meditation. And when you feel ready, go ahead and let this energy ball come back out in front of you, in front of the heart chakra. We're going to thank this energy ball, and we're going to send this back up to God now. Then we say, thank you, God, and so it is. And take a deep breath and hold and exhale. And welcome back. You may want to take a drink of water. That will help us to get grounded again. All right, Rebecca. Okay, sorry. I had to get grounded. And when I went to take my drink of water, I almost spilled it. <laughs> that was great. But I, I got to tell you, I kind of felt like I was floating a little. That was That was really lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. All right, so that was fun. So, so Garrett, have you joined us as well? And and uh, for some callers. <laughs> Can I just tell you, this is why I love to do this behind the scenes because then I get to listen in, and I feel like you're doing the meditations and the healings 
specifically for me. I know that's not true, but I really do just absolutely resonate with what you do each week. So thank you. You're welcome. We've done it for you, actually. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Okay. So you're ready for some callers? We are ready. Okay. So our first Uh caller of the night is a return caller, and I believe the last time she called, we were not able to get to her call. So we're going to welcome Michelle first. Michelle, you're live with Rebecca and Stephanie, your Sunday night psychics. Go ahead, please. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Hi. Michelle. How are you? And how can, I, how can we help tonight? Well, I wanted to tell you that I'm kind of sad, but actually when I heard your driving story, it made me laugh. So that was pretty good. Okay, um, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad to help. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, what I wanted to ask about was, um, so I was dating this guy for about four months, and I liked him. And we actually broke up, and I'm I'm kind of sad about it. And I just want to know: is this? It just feels incomplete. Is this really the end with this? Okay, what is his first really name? Really over. Okay, uh, what is his first name? His name is Ryan. Ryan. Okay, one second here. And we get along really well. So you know, I definitely get this feeling from Ryan that this is going too fast, like. It, there, there are two different things. That's the very first thing that comes up is, okay, this is going too fast and I thought it was ready, but I'm not really ready. And he really does like you and he cares about you and he knows that you are somebody that he could have a life with, but he is not ready. And I'm hearing that. It's like I have the image of the flashing stop sign in front of me from his energy. And part of it is I feel like there's input from an older female, I want to say probably mom energy, saying you're not ready for this. No matter how much you like her, you're not ready. You need more time. Um, because there's, there's some things that he needs to get in order. Um, and it's, it's almost like he doesn't really know himself well enough yet. And for him, like he takes commitment, marriage, family very seriously. And so he's, he feels that if he's going to move forward with the relationship, then he has to be prepared to get married and have a family. And he's not there yet. It's, it's, um, but it's like he's talked himself out of this. Uh, so, so the thing is I have to acknowledge that the feelings are there, but he's not, he, he's not honoring how he actually feels. He's doing what he knows he has to do right now. And um, as far as whether or not this would come back into an alignment you know, my impression is I'm hearing two, the number two, and, you know, I feel like that number two has more to do with the number of years. It could be months. It could be the month of February, but it feels more like it might be two years before he's really ready, and my impression is that you will have moved on and will probably have started your life with somebody else. I actually see the potential for you to meet and marry somebody in that time frame. So uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, God doesn't go backwards, only goes forward. And so the qualities that you appreciated and liked about this relationship and about, about Ryan, you know, the, my impression is that this next person uh, is going to be somebody who has those qualities but is ready right now. And so one of the things that I have to tell you also is, you know, sometimes I'll see this energy and it feels like it's a different person. 
And so that's always a question mark because I've had the experience where I did a reading for somebody and I said, this person isn't right. He's really angry. This is not going to work. It's just, it's, and she knew that, yes, he's really angry. It keeps coming back to these, these situations that I can't live with. I can't deal with this. And I said, well, you're going to meet somebody else. And he's, all of these qualities are what is presented in this person. And so I didn't hear from her for about a year. And when I heard from her a year later, she said, oh, my gosh, I did the reading. I said, oh, my gosh, this relationship is what I saw before. This is the guy. And she said, I have some news for you. After a few more months with the other guy, he realized he had a problem, and he decided to actually take responsibility for it. And he went and went to anger management courses, and he went to therapy, and he came back. And he was the same person. So it does happen that way occasionally. I just, but my, my impression right now is that the timing is off. He would have to change. We all have free will, and he can change if he chooses to. But my impression is that within that time frame, I feel like you will, will probably already be on the road to or be married. So, you know, whether or not it's actually the Ryan that you know right now, that's a big question mark. But I do see you moving forward in relationship and marriage very, you know, within the next two years or so. Um, so keep coming back to you and how you feel with yourself and know that this was not a rejection of you. Because when we have heartache about the loss of relationships, a lot of times it's because we feel rejected. And that is absolutely not what happened here. It's that he's not ready. It wasn't his rejection of you. It's almost like he rejected himself in this situation and, and judged himself as not being ready. So, you know, those kinds of situations are kind of a blessing and a curse. So, you know, it's so important to come back to that self-love right now, okay? And, and you will have partnership, and you'll have a beautiful partnership. Um, but, but be patient. Okay. And what do and I do? Stephanie? I never, I don't talk to him again or. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, no, I mean, you get to do this however you want to. You know, there's no right or wrong way. But what I would like to suggest is, you know, part of this is coming back to that self-love. Because really, you know, we have to have the relationship with ourselves first. We get our value from ourselves, not from outside ourselves. So if you're grieving, and I understand that you are, one of the things that I suggest to people is write letters. You're not going to send them to him. But part of the difficulty when a relationship ends, and they usually end fairly abruptly, is that we have all of these feelings and all of these things we want to express and nowhere to put them. And so what I suggest to people is that you write letters to that person and that you connect with the feelings that you're feeling, if you're angry or you're sad, whatever that is. And let yourself feel those emotions. Use the letter as, as a vehicle to access those emotions and then release them. If you're angry, hit pillows or yell and scream into pillows or get in the car and wear your mask and scream and no one will know that you're screaming or cry if you feel like you need to cry. And then when you feel like you've had a good release, then take the letter and either burn it if you have a fireplace or take it outside and tear it up and throw it away. Don't keep it in your space. The intention of this is to release the emotions and release the energy around it. And keep giving yourself permission to write a letter every day until eventually you will show up and it's like you won't have anything left to say. 
okay? So that's one way to at least acknowledge and release the, the, the feelings that you have with this. You know, if he has said don't contact him, it's better not to contact him. Uh, but, but you get to do whatever you want. You know, we, we always have free will, and we need to do what's right for us. Okay? And, again, I just okay. really want to strongly remind you, he's not rejecting you. It's the circumstances that aren't right. He knows he is not ready. So let me, I'm going to turn it over to Stephanie, and she'll be able to give you some more information. Okay, thank you. Hi, Michelle. Okay, much Hi, of Stephanie. Rebecca said. Hi. Much of what Rebecca shared resonates, but I, I have a little bit different information for you. Um, when, when, when you were sharing about the experience with Brian, the first thing that I heard was he is not ready. He would be okay to simply be friends if that's on the table, and that would be okay. It's just that it would not go any further than only that. The timeline coming through is anywhere from 10 months to two years before he might be ready, and there's not a guarantee there either. So I do pick up that he is a lovely person. I like his energies. I like the energies of the two of you together, and he may very well be that person um, the person that we would call the door greaser, where you have this beautiful, lovely experience with a person, and he did help you to um, clear out some old energy, bring in a new energy. He helped to shift your perception as far as what you thought relationships were about, and he showed you something different. And sometimes these, you know, People like this come into our lives to prepare us. It's like, you know, they put the little flag in the ground for a little while and say, okay, I'm here. I'm going to help you to believe in yourself again. I'm going to help show you that a relationship is possible, minus all of the bad things that have happened in your world. So I do see him um, in similar words as Rebecca, him rejecting himself because he still is unclear what does he want. He really does like you deeply as a friend. He's not certain that pursuing the romantic venture with And Hello? unfortunately, Stephanie just dropped off the line. Um, so, Michelle, I'm going to put you on hold. Thank you for calling and encourage you to listen to the replay um, in in about an hour, you'll be able to go back. Um, Stephanie, it looks like you're rejoining the call. Do you want to add anything else? Um, Michelle, I think that's it. It's just Rebecca said, gave you a lot of information. I get, and right now it's a process of you, again, like being in your own bubble and spending the time with yourself to heal, to grieve, whatever, and and then allow life to happen. And like Rebecca said, you can create what you wish to create. It's just that at this place in time, he's not ready. Okay? Okay. Th- Michelle, thank you again for calling back this week. Um, our next caller is Tamika. Tamika is calling about her career. You are now live with Rebecca and Stephanie, your Sunday night psychics. Go ahead, please. Hello? Hi, Tamika. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, 
just wanted to check in with you both um, to see if you could please tell me the time frame on when you see me uh, leaving the current job that I'm at. Okay, part of that blurted out how long you will be at the current job, is that correct? Um, when will you when will I be leaving? When when do you see me finally leaving the current job that I'm at? Oh, moving on. Okay, got it. Okay. One moment here. Um I do work with the pendulum, so I'm asking for a timeline. Um, is it days, weeks, and months? It's coming up fairly soon. What I'm getting is in about one month, and here's how this translates. Right now we're in the energy of Pisces in astrology, and it's a water sign, which means emotional. It's the two fish. They're, they don't know if they're coming or going. We're moving into the energy of Aries, which is fire, and that happens, I think, around the 21st of this month. And so that will be very favorable for you regardless of when anybody's birthday is, because this is actually the beginning of the new year according to astrology. It's March 21st. So with that comes new beginnings, the energy of fire. And I see you still focused on what is not working at your present job. And I also see that you've done some legwork to find something different. So it will also be a matter of um, figuring out, do you want to do something similar or do something entirely different. I know you've done all of that work so far. But with all that you have done, I am seeing a timeline of roughly one month. And so what one month means, the translation of that is you will then have interviewed and so forth, gone through that process. It uh, feels like probably two different companies will be interested in you. And so you will have had the interview and you will have officially been hired. So anyway, that's the information I am receiving. Rebecca, what do you get? Okay. Um, hi, Tamika. So, you know, first of all, I just want to say, you know, take a breath, because I, I get that there's a lot of sadness around this situation for you. And it's, um, oh, gosh, it's just, it's just a heaviness. And, you know, so I, I just want you to give yourself permission to, to be sad and, and not hold it in. Um, it, there, there's this feeling that you're just trying to cope with it, as, you know, and that you're, you're, you've already been done, like you wish it already left. So um, I just want to acknowledge that, first of all. So, you know, I'm actually getting that there may be more little changes for you, and I'm hearing within the next six months. So I almost get the impression, well, not almost, I'm getting the impression that you're stepping into something new, and but there's some, there may be something else that you really want to do that you find another position. I'm kind of getting what resonates with what Stephanie said, um, but I also get that there's something else that you really would prefer to be doing. And so whatever that is, my impression is that you may have an opportunity to do that as soon as June. Um, but but certainly by December. So it's an interesting thing that the number six is somehow significant with this. 
Um, but it feels like there is this change in the interim. As soon as you're really ready and you're really setting that intention of, okay, I'm changing, this new job is here, I'm going into this new position, um, that will happen. So allow yourself, give yourself permission, and get the sadness out. And the reason that I'm saying it's so important to get the sadness out is that for me, as soon as I heard your voice and you're talking about the work situation, it's palpable for me, the sadness you have. And you want to acknowledge those emotions and release them so that when you're interviewing, that isn't showing up in the interview. Because when we hold energy, when we hold emotions in the body, it carries a frequency and a vibration, and that resonates with people around us. So even though you're not saying anything and you have a smile on your face and you're behaving in a confident way and you're answering the questions with confidence, um, that, that vibrational energy of that sadness will still be there. So you want to acknowledge that and release it before you go to these interviews and so that when you go into these interviews, be fully present, okay? The other thing is remember to hold your own power. It's not just them interviewing you and you wanting them to give you an opportunity to accept a position. It's also you interviewing them because remember you are investing the majority of your waking hours at this job if you're working full time. So you're also checking with them to see if this is a good fit. And it very well may be that you're like, look, I'll take anything now to just move me out of where I'm at. And that kind of energy is there. So my impression is that that may be what happens initially, but that there's another opportunity presenting itself as early as June um, at, the, at the outset. You know, the longest time frame is more like December. But that, that particular opportunity will be much more in alignment with what you really want to be doing long term. So, and it could even be two. So if you have some opportunities showing up, again, you know, release the sadness and then step into this energy of opportunities because they are presenting themselves. You are ready to step into the next phase of your life, if you will. And so, you know, setting that intention will allow the opportunity for you to show up. So, um, you know, sending lots of love and, you know, keep us posted and let us know how that goes. And thank you so much for calling in tonight. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think I can last another week there. To be okay. Honest. Well, yeah, so um, let yourself deal with the sadness and, you know, honor how you're feeling. Really, truly honor how you're feeling. There's, there is no payoff to get burned out someplace. And trust me, I have that experience. So does Stephanie. We both understand what that feels like. So honor how Mm -hmm. you feel and do what you need to do for your own well-being, okay? So if there's a way to to find out if you can take some time off or, or, you know, whatever that is, but honor yourself, okay? And in the meantime, we'll be praying for you. Okay. All right. Take care, sweetie. Thank you, Tamika, for your call. Um, our next caller is coming from Nancy, and Nancy's calling about moving. And Nancy, you're now live with Rebecca and Stephanie, your Sunday Night Psychics. Hi, Nancy. Hi. 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 Good to How talk can I to help? You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been going through a lot of transitions in my life in the last year and a half, probably, and I moved to Oregon and. I'm living in the place now where my lease will run out in April. And I'm just curious if you see me moving again or maintaining in the same place that I'm living in or, you know, whatever you see. Okay. Well, so first of all, you know, one of the things is that I kind of get that the energy there is a little bit heavier, a little bit dark. 
And so, you know, it's like you can move if you choose to or you can stay if you choose to. It's kind of like there's this big question mark, like, what would you like? And so, you know, the first thing that comes up is, is there a way to lighten it up in the space? Because it feels dark to me. And, Hmm. you know, because I feel like you're somebody who makes places feel homey. And it kind of feels a little bit like that, but there's still an energy that feels a little heavy somehow. So, you know, one of the things that that I recommend is, you know, especially when you move into a new place, I recommend that you either uh, smudge, with, with, with which is burning sage, or you can use Palo Santo. They both are used to transmute energy, like release negative and change it into positive, basically. You can also use holy water. But if you haven't done that in a while, I would really strongly suggest that you do that. And basically what you're doing is you're, you're asking for all of the light energy vibrations to come in and hold the space that only light and love and positive energy can exist in your place, that it's only love and light, okay? And that anything that is a lower vibration has to go, that it doesn't, it's not welcome there, and then it needs to go. And I'm not saying that there's any dark energy there. I don't feel that. It just feels kind of sad and tired. But I feel like it's the space. So if you've been feeling that way since you got there, it's time to lighten it up. You can also lighten it up burning like white candles. You know, they help. Um, But doing little things in the home that make it feel more nurturing and comforting. You know, roses are great if you have, you know, if you have them available. They're one of the highest frequency things on the planet. So when we bring roses into any space, it is automatically vibrationally lifted a bit. Okay, so, you know, even having good smells going in the house, all of these things contribute to a feeling of lightness and love. And so, you know, try that and see how it feels. You have a little bit of time before the lease comes up. Uh, And if you're not experiencing this as a joyful, peaceful, loving, uplifting place to be, then consider potentially moving. Right now, you know, it's funny but when I see these big question marks, and it is really like there's this huge question mark in front of me, which is like, yeah. oh, what would you like to do? That's always me. <laughs> there's a choice to be made. So you get to make a choice. And I use a restaurant analogy a lot where, you know, we go to a restaurant and the server comes to the table and they say, what would you like? And we tell them exactly what we want. And they go to the kitchen and magically a little while later, exactly what we wanted is brought to us. So you get to decide. And I feel like you haven't really decided yet. That's why I'm seeing this big question mark. So what would you like? And, and, and try to present it or, or try to approach it with that kind of, of energy. What, what would you like? You get to have what you want. And if you can create it where you are, that's wonderful. If you don't feel like you can, then start looking for exactly the kind of place you want to live. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> okay. No, I understand totally. So yeah, you get to whatever you get to. So, uh, okay, Stephanie. Yes. Okay. Hi, Nancy. It's nice to Hi. connect with you tonight. Hi. You too. Thank you. All right. Well, when you were sharing about your situation, the first thing that came through for me, and again, I work with the pendulum, and so I've received validation. Um, you are likely going to sit tight for one more round, meaning one more year yet, or whatever the duration is of your lease, three months, six months, whatever the case might be. I see you sitting tight for now because with you calling in tonight, it's helping 
to open you up to realize, okay, there is this thing called possibilities. And that one phrase that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, asking yourself, okay, I feel this way, but what else is possible? And so when we put that question out to God, out to the universe, you know, it can't, it will be fulfilled. So, you know, of course we want to have our idea of what is it that you would like. One of the things in addition to cleansing the home, I know Rebecca mentioned a couple of tools. One tool that I do myself and then suggest to people is to just put some cinnamon in a pan of water on the stove because what that will do is that helps to not only clean the air like sage does, but it also helps to refresh the energies in the home. So that's something very simple, you know. Um, People generally have cinnamon on hand. You may or may not. I don't know. But that's one way to help cleanse and clear your place. Okay, lovely. And I'm also seeing this split because there's the yin-yang energy going on in your home. So there's the light Mm -hmm. and then the challenger, challenging side. And what I'm seeing specifically is, and this generally, I find this to be true when working with clients, generally the water sources, but mainly the kitchen. Kitchens generally seem to have a portal there. It's near water. Energies can come and go. Um, So that would be one thing to consider. Your bathroom, it doesn't look like it has a portal but your kitchen does. And so if when you come across those areas in your home, and I know you already know where, you can also pray and ask God, ask Creator to fill those spaces white light. Um, I, I like to up the ante and I, I ask for it to be filled with love or I also use the white fire. Uh, the white fire is pretty intense. I would simply suggest that you pray for those places and we're talking about under the floor under the subfloor down to, you know the dirt all the way down to the I center see. of the earth yep vortexes uh-huh. so have those vortexes and portals filled with love i think for you and that's what's coming through the strongest um to use that tool because that will also slowly help shift those energies because it's like you would like to move but it feels like you're also, there's a lot of things you really do like about this place in particular. I do. I do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so you're like, well, if I don't have to, I'd prefer not to. And you don't have to. So taking those measures and, you know, just asking God to fill your space with love, you know, through, you know include the doors, the windows, the ceiling, the sub-ceiling, the okay. rooftop. Get Good. very specific send that energy out and then see what happens. And again, just a pan of cinnamon water, you know, if you're not one to burn sage or Palo Santo, you know, some people don't like that and that's okay. But cinnamon water is fantastic. You can just leave it on the stove on low. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have cinnamon, I have sage, I have the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, the the whole question, yeah, the whole question was, you know, that, um, in in this place, um, they're trying to sell the place, and they and my lease runs out. And I was just curious if if I can you know get another lease or you know just maintain this place. If not, you know I'll I'll just buy something else. That's all I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I see you being able to sit tight for a while, and. Good. 
And then on the other side of that, you will also have the freedom to sort of navigate and get what you want. So definitely, you know, Mercury is now thankfully fully direct. So communications are stronger and positive Mm -hmm. and far more clear, far more clear than what they were. So that's right for you, Nancy. Yes. Thank you for calling tonight. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nancy. And our next caller is Anna, and Anna's calling about a work situation. Anna, you're now live with Rebecca and Stephanie, your Sunday night psychics. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Thanks for uh, the um, the show. And my question is related to work. When I go back to work, I was sick for a while, and I'm not sure if you see anything happening in terms of that. Okay. Hi, Anna. Thank you for calling Hi. in tonight. All right. So you so you're returning to work a position that you held before you got sick, is that correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. I got sick. Okay. Very good. Okay. So I just want to be clear about what the question is. All right. So I am asking how will it go when you return to work? Um to what percent are you still going to feel satisfied? with what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. That's what's coming through. So much of this, so the sickness, quote unquote, sickness generally means we're out of alignment, you know, maybe the flow got blocked, whatever, but now you're upright again. Yep. Now you're upright. The thing is when you return to work, what I'm seeing is you're going to return. You're going to feel like, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. But when you go and you get back into that environment, you're going to look around and it's going to feel like basically a foreign country. You'll feel like, well, oh. I, I thought I knew how to do this. I know how to do this. It's not going to bring you the same sense of satisfaction, joy, the things that it did before, because what's happened is the illness actually helped you to clear up a lot of stuff within yourself, your own self perceptions yeah. about you judgments, beliefs, expectations. You did a lot of energy work on yourself during this time. You process through what matters, what doesn't, where am I going with this? So when you get back to work, the percentage of satisfaction, I get only 30%. So it's going to be more so confirmation or validation just for yourself on the inside. And I see you acknowledging and saying, okay, well, this is true. It's okay. I know how to do this. I know how to do this well. So you're going to stick with it um, until you figure out what, you know, what is it that you want to do for real? Do you want to remain in the same industry, but with a different company? So it does feel like you've already thought about those things too. So it's important Mm -hmm. for you and you've, Being sick really helped you to realize, you know, I, Anna, have kept myself in my own prison. So you've, like, brought down the walls and said, okay, that's not working. Okay, that's not working, but this over here is working. So I love Mm -hmm. this beautiful self-analysis that you did. So you're going to remain, regardless, for maybe up to six months. That would be the longest of the longest of the long because you, your mind is already elsewhere. You have fresh ideas. And so you're going to stay in the space of allowing yourself to do that. Um, 
you know, will be practical mostly because of the paycheck, but it, you're going to be actually very amused at how much you have changed and that returning wow. to work, you're going to realize, okay, I have really evolved here. Okay. I can do this just for just so long. I see you doing that during the, you know, sometime during that first week, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to set a goal that in eight weeks or whatever you decide, I will be working elsewhere. So it's oh, wow. been more, your illness has been more about that. And it'll be wow. okay because you know how to make things work. And you know yeah. how it's like, you, don't, you won't necessarily like it per se, but you'll understand how to function and do it and do it well because you've always, you've always done very high quality work. That's what's come comes through for me but anyway this has been more about your personal evaluation but you will be moving on and Uh the next place you go to um it's beautiful there's a lot of natural daylight i see more like office building type space whatever your work is um it it will bring you a different connection because you are a different person so so anyway so that's that's what comes through for me rebecca what do you get rebecca Okay. Hi, Anna. Um, You know, so, so I agree with everything that Stephanie already said, but I also have to say that there is a feeling of your, your energy level still being a little bit low. And, you know, part of this I get is, you know, a little bit of trepidation about going back to work. Um, But also Mm -hmm. part of it is once, once you're there, I feel like you're still tired. Like you, I I feel like you're still questioning whether or not you're going to have the energy to be back full-time. I'm thinking so, maybe, maybe part-time I can do. Yeah, part-time, part-time feels more appropriate for you because I feel like your body is just not ready. Like, you don't have the energy. No. And, you know, the, the, no. the, the environment there is not, uh, it's not light, airy, supportive, you know, whether or not you're no. physically in the office or at home. Uh, the, the people who work with you are not in alignment with where you are. You're very meticulous mm-hmm. and very focused on you know, finishing the goals that are set forth for you with projects and whatever. And there isn't a lot of that same kind of energy. You're just, you have such a high level of integrity and such a high work ethic that you're finding that people are just not in alignment with that. And so, you know, there is that feeling that you've outgrown this position. So, you know, I agree so much with what Stephanie already said. Um, you know, start looking for what you want to be doing. And if you want to stay in the same industry, that's fine. But one of the things that I really want to encourage you to do is, you know, either write a list or at least set the intention and and write it down um, that you're working with people whose integrity levels and work ethics are in alignment with yours and that the work environment is supportive and cooperative and that everyone is working for the common good, not only of the company, but for the highest good. So that it's not um, something that feels like it's depleting your energy when you're working. In fact, it feels more like an exhilarating kind of experience because, wow, I get to work with people who actually have a shared vision and this just feels really good. So get really clear about what that looks like and really set that clear intention. Uh, You know, I'm hearing that there will be some changes for you around August, September is what comes up. Um, So, you know, the part-time thing feels more appropriate. Honor what your body feels 
and, and, and how you feel. Uh, and remember that our emotional well-being is part of our physical well-being. So I think yeah. it's very wise of you to consider going back part-time for now. And, then, and yeah. then see if you can, you know, come back into something that's, you know, find something that's more in alignment for you. Yeah, that would be good. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you so much for the call. Let us know how you're doing, okay? And lots of love and blessings. Yeah, thank you. Blessings, guys. Okay. Thank you, Anna. Take good care. Thank you, Anna. We're going to take one more caller and possibly a second. um, And just a reminder, if you'd like to schedule a private reading with the ladies, RebeccaFisk.com and JourneyWithStephanie.com are both available now and updated on the show page. Uh, Rosemaria is calling about feelings of loss. Rosemaria, you are now live with Rebecca and Stephanie, your Sunday night psychics. Go ahead, please. Hi, how are you? Um, I know I went through a lot of changes. And I know um, I've been like, Feeling, I'm sure if it's like because I'm kind of sad and kind of teary-eyed. I'm not sure if it's because of my mom passing away or another situation. So I'm not sure which one is which. Okay. If I'm right. All right. Asking the right way. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So take a take a breath, and you know, God bless you. You know, there so many people are feeling so much sadness right now, but you know, to lose your mom, that is, you know, it's our mom. Um, what was your mom's first name? Uh, Gina. Okay. So, you know, the very first thing that I get about Gina is that Gina is like, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Um, it was her time. She knew it was her time. And, you know, so part of the sadness you feel is because of the loss of her. You know, I feel like you guys didn't always get along, but you always respected each other. And it's like even if you had an argument, it was like it was okay because you really truly loved and appreciated each other. Um, So, you know, she's just wants you to know you're going to be okay. You always land on your feet. You've always been resilient. Even when you don't feel like doing things, you get the job done, whatever it is. And you've always done that. And, you know, so she's just offering a lot of encouragement and support. It doesn't mean we don't miss our loved ones when they pass, but she is around you and she is offering encouragement. And when you feel like you hear her talking to you, she is trying to talk to you. And, and one of the things is, I, you know, I hear that she's saying that you always have been hard-headed. <laughs> so, you know, don't ignore what you feel may be her words to you because they're, they are her words to you. She is trying to communicate with you. She is around you, and she wants you to be okay, and she wants you to know that she is okay. Um, so that's the first thing. The other thing is part of this is just everything that's going on in the world. And frankly, you know, we're all connected to this energy of sadness and loss and fear because there are so many people who have passed, and because we're all connected to that energy field, we all feel the sadness. So, you know, when we think about how many people have passed away and how many people are mourning the loss of their loved ones, we are all feeling that, okay? So, you know, it's, it's a fine line between allowing yourself to grieve when you need to grieve, but then also doing what you can to give yourself quality of life while we're on the safer at home thing. And so make sure that you do something for yourself every day. And even if you don't feel like it, do something that's just for you. I definitely am one of those that says fake it till you make it. Because what will happen is if you at least go through the motions, eventually you'll start to feel that uh, comfort from the routine 
of doing whatever this is for yourself, and it will start to feel like love for yourself, you know, that self-love thing. Um, It's difficult when we just feel this overall sadness. It's difficult to come back to this place of wanting to love ourselves, and sometimes we feel numb in the process. I mean, I know that there have been times when, I'm doing something and I don't feel like doing it, but I know that when I'm done with it, I will feel better and I will feel, you know, a weight lifted. And I might be sad and even teary when I'm doing whatever the activity is, but when I get through it, I feel better. And so I really want to encourage you to come up with two or three things that are are time that you can do something just for yourself that's a joyful thing. Um, Okay, so let me come back to... Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I get this energy of your mom that this is definitely part of the sadness you're feeling. Uh, and, and the other thing is, I, I want to say uncle. So I don't know if this is her uncle or if this was your uncle. There's somebody else who's passed that's an older male, and she's having fun with him. She's having a lot of fun with him. And he's also around you. So... For whatever this connection is for you, uh, they're asking to be acknowledged, so I'm acknowledging them. And it's another level for you to know that your mom really is okay and she's joyful where she is. Uh, she, again, is saying so clearly that it was her time. It might not have been the time that anybody else wanted, but it was her time for her, and she knew that. So she wants you to, to be at peace about her timing for her passing. Okay, uh, it's still hard to, to live without our, our moms no matter what. So let yourself be sad. Um, but, you know, try to keep it to a finite amount of time each day. One of the things about going into grief is that for some of us, we become afraid that we'll never come out of that grief. And so we will come out of it. We will get through to it. It is a finite amount. And there is joy beneath it. So there's this balance of honoring how we're feeling right now and then focusing on and doing routines and and creating patterns that will help us come back to that place of joy. So, you know, give yourself maybe 30 minutes to an hour a day to be in the grief. And then when that timer, you know, goes off, if you set it for 30 minutes or for an hour, set the timer and then when it goes off, move into another activity. Make yourself think about something else or make yourself do something else that you know when you're done will kind of help you feel better. Um, One of the things that's a fairly new activity for me as far as consistency is cleaning the kitchen and doing the dishes and having that all done at night before I go to bed. I used to just kind of wait. And a lot of times I go, okay, I'll just do it in the morning. But it's a quality of life thing that makes me feel so much better and less heavy because when I come out in the morning, my kitchen is clean and it feels good and it seems like such a small thing, but it changes your quality of life. Okay, so do little things for you that make you feel loved. And if you need to interact with somebody, call a friend or do a FaceTime call or a Zoom or if there are loved ones in your bubble with you that, that you can hang out with that make you feel loved and supported. You know, we need all of us need that right now. So give yourself permission to do that as well, okay? Um, you are going to get through this. Um, and, you know, my heart goes out to you because I, I know what that feels like. But you are going to get through this, and it is going to get better. Love yourself through this. You are going to be okay. And, again, 
Your mom's saying, I'm okay. She is okay. So, Stephanie, did you have something for Rosemary? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I'm aware of the time here, too. So, I what I want to say is, first of all, it is the grief of your mother at 80%. And when we experience that loss, it's a huge disconnect at the DNA level, DNA, RNA, ENA, our ancestral line. And so when our mothers go, that's the vehicle that we arrived here on the planet. And I want to say also, and I'm speaking from personal experience too, by the way, my mom's been gone, it will be 10 years in June. And so the thing is grief is physically painful. So if you have aches and pains that are cropping up, um, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case, but that disconnect when our mother passes is major and it's huge. And it took me a year before my thinking could even start to clear up. And during that first year, I did experience it. Felt like I was losing my mind. I felt I thought, oh my god, I'm losing my mind here. But that's all part of the grieving process. It's temporary and it does return. So you know. Rebecca gave a lot of suggestions. I really do promote the self-care and doing what brings you peace in this moment. Sometimes we don't even feel like we want to have joy. So find what helps to make you neutral and at peace. But, yes, um, and my condolences, I know Rebecca sends hers as well. We will pray for you and pray that you come through this okay. All right? All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosemaria. Okay, so um, ladies, that will do it for callers tonight. We've got about four minutes left. How would you like to uh, spend the rest of the night? That's a good well, question. That is <laughs> a good question. Um, well, again, our website, I am journeywithstephanie.com. Rebecca is rebeccafist.com. And please feel free to reach out if you need clarification on anything. Um, it's okay with me. And to do that, just email me at yes at journeywithstephanie.com. Rebecca? Okay. And you can reach me at Rebecca at IamRebecca.com. Uh, and also, you know, if you find some of the, the tools and techniques helpful, uh, I have a book called The List, Tools to Create the Life of Your Dreams. And it's a very quick read, but it gives a lot of homework. And if you use the techniques, you'll be able to kind of get out of your own way. I use these techniques in my own life, and I know that they work. Uh, I also know that Stephanie uh, uses different uh, healing techniques than from what I do. And so, uh, you know, reach out to her as well if you need to learn some or are interested in learning some of the techniques and healing things that she does as well. Um, Let's see here. Uh, you know, we're coming up on uh, St. Patrick's Day pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a different St. Patrick's Day. So that, I don't know why that just popped in my head. I guess the leprechauns are playing with me already. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, so one of the other things that I want to that I want to suggest because you know we were doing this before is, you know, give yourself a little goal for the week. It can be one little teeny tiny step, like maybe. You want to drink more water. You know, maybe just be aware of how much water you're drinking because it really shifts your well-being. It's a self-care thing. 
Or maybe you want to get out and exercise and you could just get out and go for a walk around the block. Uh, but think of one little thing that you can set as a goal or intention for the week that will make your life better. Because remember that, you know, when you're in a boat, if you change the rudder just a minute, almost imperceptible amount, you will land at a different destination. So every little teeny tiny step that you take towards a goal, drinking more water, walking around the block, it changes your life for the better. So give yourself permission to do that. You know, let's get into the self-care and the self-love thing. And, and the other thing is try to remember to think about something you're grateful for. Uh, Carolyn Mace talks about attitude of gratitude. And I will tell you that, having an attitude of being grateful for the things that you have in your life can also be life-changing. It makes your life better. So uh, anyway, and speaking of gratitude, I'm really, really grateful for you, Garrett, and for you, Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie, did you have anything else you wanted to say? And, And thanks, everybody, for calling in. We appreciate you so much. Yes, very much. I I just want to add on to the water thing. I now make sure I drink four mason jars full of water. That's my goal for each day, and that's quite the goal. (laughs) So thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bless you. We'll see you next week. Yes, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. And thanks, everybody. Good night. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 